Blog Talk Radio. Witches. It is Saturday, March 13th. I have a great show for you today. The amazing Jade Luna is coming on with me, but before Jade comes on, Desperate House Witches is not a GPG or even an R-rated show. So, if bad language, bodily function, dirty talk of any kind might offend you, this may not be the show for you, but I kind of think it will be, like I do. Desperate House Witches is brought to you by the one, the only, the incredibly wicked one herself, Dorothy Morrison, check out www.wickedwitchstudios.com for all of your witching needs. All right, for the hour, the one, the only, the incredible one himself, Jade Luna. Hey, Jade. Thank you so much for bringing me back on. I'm so excited to be here. I have missed you a lot because been a little chunk the of last time. few shows you've been it's it's been a little it's been a few months it has i uh i know you had moved you were in the process of of moving into a new place the last time we spoke and uh how is that going what's been going on uh how do you like the way the world is shaping up tell me everything <laughs> well the move has been amazing i i lived in Joshua Tree before when i lived out here before it was when I was going to India five to six uh-huh. times a year. Um, this was the place I lived when I was going back and forth, back and forth to India, which oddly enough didn't allow me to fully appreciate this place because this was I would come to reset just to get back to India. And um, I had, yeah. you know, I, I had good experiences living in Joshua Tree before, but the Shakti of India. And, and, you know, Kali worship was starting in my world. All of this, the Dark Mother set in when I was here. Uh, it was actually in Joshua Tree when I had firmly committed to the Dark Mother uh, a long time ago. And But yet my yeah. goal was India. So I would go to India. Um, I'd, I'd stay there for a couple of months. I'd come back here for a month, make up money as an astrologer to get right back to India. And so I've been to India 34 times and 30 of those trips were done in six years. So that was wow. how – and Joshua Tree, the first leg of it was kind of made for that. But I didn't – you know, the energy here was, like I said, it was, it was cool. But I grew up – I've literally had this amazing life living in probably the most – um, you know, new age places on this earth, you know, with a little bit of humor behind it. Sure. You know, I grew up in Sedona and Lake Havasu, like Sedona. I lived in Sedona before it became the new age Mecca. And my, you'll see pictures of me online yeah. as, a, as a child in Sedona. And uh, my, my, mm-hmm. my, my father, he ran the forest service in Flagstaff in Sedona. So Cathedral Mountain, the big portal, the big vortex yeah. in Sedona was my backyard growing up. And it was powerful. I definitely felt that. This, coming back to Joshua Tree this time around, has a whole other element to it. On the human level, it's yeah. interesting when you, when you do something that's full circle, like when you come back around uh-huh. to something like, you know, like 15 to 20 years later, and you can see how much of your Absolutely. life has completely changed, and then how certain things haven't changed yeah. at all. <laughs> And you get to really see Absolutely. the scope of like your patterns as a human being. It's like, well, these things aren't different, but boy, my consciousness is different. What surprised me about yes. living in Joshua Tree this time, which was the power that Hecate has here, it yeah. is significant. We, you know, in the music life, we played here in November of 2018. And when we played here, I had the premonition that Lilith and I were going to be living here. And uh-huh. I didn't like it because Los Angeles 
2019, I could literally categorize as one of the most expansive years I've ever had, and a lot of that was due to living in Los Angeles. Shit. It's like my life in Los Angeles really yeah. kind of came together, and everything just kind of lit up. So I didn't even move out here due to my desire. There were circumstances that moved me right back here. But I had a, we yeah. had a, an experience, even when Lilith, we were in the Joshua Tree Forest, and we were taking pictures of her, and I'm like, I hate saying it. I get this really strange feeling that somewhere in my future, <laughs> like, you know, uh-huh. maybe my, my retirement days, we're going to be living here. Um, and there are other places yeah. on this earth that I like more than Joshua Tree in the Mojave Desert. At least that has all changed since I've been here. But so it wasn't like this. Sure. Was, it was like it wasn't a desire, like I want to move to Joshua Tree that moved me here. It was circumstances. Now that I'm here and when I set my practice up here with Hecate, things started to become incredibly empowered here um, due to the energy of this place. Even the energy when we were driving through, when we performed here before, everything just Mm -hmm. came together. And I have even witnessed this bizarre, like, time machine here. And let me explain. When I lived here a long time ago, when I was going back, when I was just talking to you before, this is where I lived when I was going to India five to six times a year. And when I was here, right. though, I had a very specific spiritual experience with Hecate, um, with an animal head. It was the form of her with just animal heads. That was it. Um, I didn't mm-hmm. 100% actually state it was Hecate, because I was so familiar with her having a female face. I already had experiences with her where she was just ultimately feminine, um, you know, like the Dark Mother. But I had these experiences of a goddess circulating around with animal heads. And it confused me a little bit, and I started trying to, when I lived here many years ago, I started kind of searching who is this goddess that I'm experiencing here? Because, again, I wasn't 100% familiar with having personal experiences with Hecate, with animal heads, very specifically with a female face. So you can see old CDs that I did when I did my chanting CDs of the goddess Varahi, who is the pig-faced goddess in India. And I started using images of Varahi because when I started to search deep into... Um, goddesses with heads, the goddess Varahi, which is a Hindu goddess, the mother of night, uh, very much connected to Kali, even a little bit older than Kali in India. And so I went, this might actually be her, because this goddess feels just like the dark mother. It's dark, um, but it has like a pig face, maybe a goat face. And so I started putting Varahi on you know, my CD covers, because I'm like, I think that I have a very personal link to this goddess. So last year, before, actually the year before, before all this pandemic stuff, I decided I wanted to change my statue to Hecate. By the way, these memories of what I went through in Joshua Tree when I lived here before are long gone. I didn't even remember any of this stuff. So I felt it was time for me to shift to a new form of Hecate and what was going on in the earth. We believe the more wrathful we embrace the goddess, the more light we have in our world. This is a part of the agoric belief that You've heard me talk about it before on your show. The more darkness sure. you can handle, the more light you can handle as well. So our altars are dark. We really worship you know, Hecate in the darkest way possible. So we clean the shit out there so we can have cleaner light lives on the outside. So anyways, mm-hmm. this all kind of wraps itself up here in a minute. Um, I felt it was time for me to go a little bit deeper and a little bit darker with Hecate. And we had a circumstance show up where I had this goat mask um, that was sent to me. And I was like, this is, this really, for some reason, pulls up this feeling of Hecate. I'm going to make on this big eclipse coming, this new statue of Hecate. And I'm going to use this goat head and I'm going to put my taxidermy cobra heads on the side. I'm going to buy a bunch of new things Mm -hmm. and da, 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 da. So I make that statue. And that was, in June of last year, there was no knowledge that I was going to be here, even though my astrology chart said we were going to move, by the way. So I knew that was in the right. back of my mind, but I was so grounded where I lived and I loved so much, it really wasn't on the menu. Um, so anyways, circumstances took place. We moved here, and when I set my statue up, 
And the first night I did a worship here of Hecate, the same energy hit me of when I lived here before. And when I lived here before, I realized I tapped into the vortex here and was experiencing the statue I have right now. (laughs) Meaning I was tapping in, and this is the vortex energy here. I believe I tapped into the future when I lived here before because the statue I have Mm -hmm. right now is the exact statue I was experiencing when I was here that I couldn't make sense of what goddess it was. It was Hecate the whole time, but I, the experience of this, oh, my God, this was the form of Hecate, <laughs> the one you have now. Oh, wow. You were experiencing that yeah. when you lived here that you couldn't make sense out of, like, what is that? So there was this little, like, time warp with this vortex here, and when I lived here last time, I realized I was just stepping into this life I have right now. And that just blew my mind because, you know, I'm really grounded with spirituality. I'm not really one to go, these are my experiences. I, I, I take a lot of people's spiritual experiences with a grain of salt. I take a lot of my own with a grain of salt. You know, it's like I believe mm-hmm. that there are incredible spiritual experiences we had. I lived in India, and my, I had a guru that literally blew me open. Um, I would have kundalini moving through my body to such an extent being around him that I, I, it actually made me nervous often because there were moments where I'd be in a completely altered state whether I wanted it or not around him. So I've had them, but yeah. I'm also very skeptical. I'm also aware when something takes place that's in the realm of delusion. This experience was this complete full circle, and I realized right there the first night I was here the power of the vortex that is here in Joshua Tree. And as my devotion here became deeper – I realize that vortex, for me personally, we all have different experiences, but I call that vortex sure. Hecate. I believe there is a form of Hecate that exists in this particular area that is what people tap into as a vortex. Um, it Also, the energy here has scared other people in the past. You can research some stories on Joshua Tree. like, that. it's just a little too dark there for me at night. It's very Hecatean energy here, and I believe that this is one of her centers now. And I believe that is why I am here. She made certain events take place, pulled me right out of L.A. and just planted me right here in this particular place I'm at. And, uh, and my relationship with her just has grown in a lot of new, more powerful ways since I've been here. That's amazing. So is there some kind of – are you when, – when something like this happens to you – are you waiting for a specific instruction or do you just know you sit on this path and you wait and, and handle things as they happen and you just know that that is of her having you there? It's a good question. You know, my, you, when people get involved in spirituality, my first question is what's your motive? What, 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 what yeah. do you want out of spirituality? Like what do you want out of this whole thing? Agora which is really my spiritual path, and I'm becoming a little bit more vocal about that. And by the way, which is also interesting, is in my other world with uh, Luna 13, I'm getting ready to have an article come out in Germany that's just with the magazine Orcus, which is kind of like a really big magazine just about me and my spiritual path here. So it's funny how Luna 13 is kind of taking shape, and the spiritual element of it is starting to kind of get out there and reach people and what I am here as you know in my life you know that we're talking about is starting to filter out through that world too now and I'm watching now a whole different set of people get involved in my life through Hecate they're like like black metal kids in Germany <laughs> it's like that's getting ready to happen you're going to see that happen in the next couple of months as I'm, I'm, the, I'm a centerfold actually in one of their big magazines that is just about my spiritual life that's it so all of it's starting to kind of everything's kind of coming together very specifically. But when people ask me, you know, hey, I'm getting involved in spirituality, my question back to them is what's your motive, what's your purpose? In Agora, our Mm -hmm. only purpose is to merge into her. That's our motive. And so, and we're taught that there are layers uh, that we go through before we hit that core. And, And like, I have a motive. I am trying to realize that Hecatean force in my own self. That is my only goal. I believe that Los Angeles represented a stage for that, which was very important for me to be very much a part of the world of Los Angeles 
and deepen my connection to her at the same time, and I, and I believe I hit a space where she said, we need to go a little bit further now. We're going to go to that next step. I'm going to move you back to Joshua Tree, right where one of my spiritual centers is, and we're going to start moving to the yeah. next level. And so when, I have, when I'm sitting down at night doing an invocation, like last night was a perfect example, um, my only goal, my only mantra, that, or if I say something out loud in English to her, it's like, you know, I just want you to take me to the next level of your wisdom. I want to experience uh-huh. your dark love. I want to experience who you are on the next level, and let's just keep moving forward. That is my mantra. Asking for things yeah. outside in the world, you know, for me, it's if you want this for me, let's do it. If you don't, take it away. I don't want to waste my time with anything that you don't feel is useful for me at all. I don't want to waste any time. Yeah. My goal is uniting with her. So even with the music, if it was going to be a distraction, it wouldn't be happening <laughs> at all. But because it allows yeah. me to further an understanding with her, these things happen. So I don't really ask for a lot other than let's go deeper. You know, they, eventually I want yeah. to merge entirely into this force and realize the full totality of her in myself. And that's my goal. So yeah. that's my asking out loud to her. That's amazing. So obviously she moves you to places and into situations where she is furthering your knowledge because the jade that I know now is very different from the jade I first met many years ago. Um, <laughs> and, it, well, I mean, if you go back and listen to old conversations that we've had, you you just keep obtaining, I guess when you turn yourself over to your deity, whoever it is, and you just become a vessel of their divinity, you know, that's where true spirituality happens, wouldn't you say? Yeah. I mean, that would be definitely my my, my experience with all of this stuff. It's funny how a that very was... different experience for you, I think, than it is for other people, because I think sometimes, and and I'm not, trying to insult or cut anybody down. But I think when we talk about spirituality, I and I, tell me if I'm wrong because I'm only exposed to X number of people, but when I talk to people about spirituality and I talk to people about their their chosen deities or the deities that have chosen them, it's a very rare thing for me to hear. I'm trying to advance into this deity. I'm trying to become one with this knowledge. Um, and I think that's why a lot of spirit, quote unquote, I'm using the air quotes, spirituality kind of goes by the wayside. I think it's because we don't turn ourselves over to a certain extent to that energy. And you, like every time I talk to you, you're deeper in, you're further in. It's it's really amazing. And it's kind of why I want to be like you. I want to get further in, you know what I mean? But you've just, your life has been so dedicated and focused, you know. You know you, so I'm, I'm certain you've hit just, that, that, thank you for all that. And I'm certain you've hit that stage in your life where you start realizing the legacy that you're going to be leaving yeah. behind when you're gone from this realm, you know. And yeah. it's this particular move here really solidified like um you know what are you you know what are we here for we are only here to realize who we are as human beings we're not here for anything else and these these goddesses these are very individual paths now in agora we have a pretty set tradition here um and what i mean by that is they state that you know if you worship this is where i i have a lot of oppositional beliefs with wicca um, or even witchcraft, yet I don't disagree with them. I just think that you know we're on different journeys where I don't worship other deities. I do worship the, the, the planets, by the way, but I worship the planets yeah. as attributes of Hecate. I don't worship them separately. Yeah. So I'm at the stage in my worship where whatever I am devoted to energetically um, – that's outside that you would think is outside of Hecate. It's not outside to me, but to someone else, it's actually being worshipped as an extension of her. A good example would be I, I got this amazing statue of Hades recently, 
And mm-hmm. so in my world, taking more or less the Eastern beliefs, I see Hades as Hecate's child, which is I know very odd for people, but in India, Hecate, I mean mm-hmm. uh, Hades is Yama, the god of death, and yeah. the only force in the universe that was greater in the world of darkness than Hades was Kali, the dark mother. And there are hymns where he embraced her as his divine mother, and he became realized through her. So in India, when you're born under Hades, it's a star called Barani, which I am. Um, yeah. It's seen as the sun form of Hecate. So meaning you'd come into my house, you'd see an individual statue to Hades, yet I honor that statue as a force that got realized through Hecate. Um, Hecate is seen as the end goal in my world, and my goal is to go deeper and deeper into that. And you know, and this has been, been moving here and watching the next stage of that relationship develop, and it's definitely much mm-hmm. deeper here. Um, I've looked at this journey of this life and like when I lived here before. I mean, going to India 34 times, um, I'm sure I'm going to knock a few no- more notches on that before I'm dead. And, and mm-hmm. you know, I slept in a coffin for three years. I mean, it's like I hung out with tribes. When I sit there and think of the level and the gurus I've been around in India, and when I think about this life now, I'm like, wow, holy shit, you lived like – if I was to even sit down and tell someone the literal stories I have been through in this life, whether they be about mm-hmm. Hecate or Kali, people would think you're making that stuff up. I've been through this stuff before. <laughs> yeah. I've even had people say, you've been to India 34 times, really? Okay, I don't believe that at all. I had, to, you know, I had to be at a party one time where I drove home and then came back with my passport. <laughs> said, here you go. Yeah. Even one time I posted all the times I've been to India because I had someone else again saying, I don't believe you've been there 34 times, maybe twice, maybe three times, about 34. Okay, well, I have stamps on my passport where I've had to show people this is the life I've actually had. And meanwhile, I've been able to kind of do that while also focused on grounding myself in the world and have a career in two different things. And so I'm looking at my life going, wow, what? Because when you're in it, you don't think about how unusual the life you're living is. Something about when I came here, I was able to look back and reflect upon – you know, 20 solid plus years of deep, deep devotion from going to India to to being embraced by a tribe as literally their son of that particular tradition to having this job working with like the top of the top celebrities in Los Angeles. And now this new extension of my world, Luna 13, and where this is getting ready to go, it's like this life has been a reflection of just nothing but a devotion to the divine mother. And and I think she trusts me so much because of how dedicated that I am to her that she's now saying you can have freedom. You can do I trust you. You're not going to lose yourself out there in that world. You're not you're going to be centered right here on me. Mm-hmm. So you can do what you want now. Mm-hmm. And I'm feeling a lot of that that's... energy, the love coming forth through her. Yeah, and I saw that full-blown the other day because you posted some ads you had done for a sunglass company and I was so and this may sound ridiculous I was so proud of you because I knew she would never put you in a position where the focus would not be on her and her trust in you and that's so funny you said that because it's exactly what I was thinking she trusts you so much your devotion and your dedication that she's like, I'm going to give him all kinds of goodies and he is going to be faithful because that is who he is through and through to his core. He has proven it and proven it and proven it. So when I saw that, I'm like, yep, she is just showering him with some extra love because I knew where that love was coming from. So I was very excited for you. And, and it's thank you for that because I feel I feel you know even you know if this life ended now I would be able to go wow what what a devotion 
You know, that is the way life yeah. is supposed to be used. And, you know, you've heard me talking, you know, I'm Mr. Anti-Manifester here. You know, it's like, and, and more than ever, mm-hmm. I'm like telling people, please stop this stuff. You just give the power over to the divine. You don't know more than it. Why keep acting, acting like you do? You don't get to control right. consciousness. And, and, yeah. and watching those agoric beliefs manifest in reality mm-hmm. but by the the more you let go of and the more you de- detach and just let the scope of your relationship with the divine take place the more you're actually going to mm-hmm. get so i'm the type i've been saying just forget about what you want from the world you know yeah. think about your connection to this force and what it wants from you and if you're able to die into that it may want to use you for other things that are bigger than what you mm-hmm. might be thinking in the moment, but you give that power to that force. You don't try to control that. I couldn't even imagine, oh, Hecate, do this for me, do that. I do ask for things, by the way, so I'm not being hypocritical here, but it's like this is what I said earlier. If you want this, let's do it. If you don't, get rid of it for yeah. me because I don't want to waste my time in anything that doesn't allow me to, to reach in there and tap into you. But uh, it's, it's an eccentric yeah. path, and you realize that as you're doing it, how – far away you are from tradition at the same time. And this is where my struggle has been. Um, I even had uh, the amazing Sarita ask me today, she's like, are you considering ever writing a a book on Hecate again? You know what the truth is? I already have one finished. I've had Hecate 3 finished for years. Um, I'm confused about my role in the Hecate world. I've been confused about it forever. It's like, I... I will only embrace women as teachers, by the way, meaning you, Sarita, yeah. Lori, are the only people that I really embrace as people. I will learn from these people and what they go through in their life. Yeah. I'm, I'm not a giant advocate that men need to be dominant in the Hecate world. I think that slightly, slightly deludes it a little bit. And I think that me mm-hmm. being a solitaire which makes your path more creative. If you're, if you're upholding a tradition, I don't really like the creative path for that person. But if you're a solitaire, then you like the creative path because it's, a, it's the difference in India between a Brahmin priest and a yogi. Mm-hmm. The yogi, they learn tradition, and then they become creative with it, where the Brahmin priest has a responsibility to uphold tradition. Um, I have mm-hmm. people that want me on that side, and I'm so on the other side. I'm at the place where I feel close enough to Hecate where I'm able to kind of create my own mantras, my own hymns. I don't rely on mm-hmm. traditional much anymore, except for that Greek magical papyri in translation. Love that book. And why do I yeah. love it? People, the Hecate world doesn't want to admit yet that it has the oldest hymns of Hecate in it, and she's just black as night in that book. <laughs> she's literally so dark, meaning <laughs> the truth is the oldest hymns of Hecate that have ever been written are just black as night. They're so dark. And because people yeah. in this world do not understand darkness anymore, they have to whitewash yeah. her. People weren't afraid oh, so true. of that force back then. They were not afraid of it. As a matter of fact, I, I, I go as far to say that, okay, in the Greek magical papyri translation, there are open discussions of vir- uh, virgins being sacrificed to Hecate. It's just clearly, it's that clear. That's awful yeah. and scary to people in this world. They don't realize that 2,000 years ago, that was an honor. They weren't running from someone like Infigania movie. Like, I don't want to be – it was like I want to go live with that force. I was selected. I want that. It was optional back then. I do think there were some kooky things that went on, but really our understanding of darkness is totally been butchered by Christianity. And people have to believe in demons. They have to believe in all this nonsense that is Christian-based because they still are partly Christian. And and they need to remove Mm -hmm. all of that, you know, that particular manipulation from them until I think you really understand who Hecate is. And I really don't think a lot of people understand who Hecate is. And with the experiences I've had of Hecate, I could actually see people who worship her now that had experiences I have on a night-to-night basis that would say, I don't know if I want that in my life. I don't know if I want to deal with that at all, but it's again, it's because I don't think a lot of people understand this goddess at all. Um, I believe women have a much deeper understanding of it because I believe women have to deal with darkness. They just do by nature. It's the lunar element of the universe, and I think that there's a direct link there, and that's why I will only listen to women 
in this world. Um, I, and because there are a lot of men getting out and speaking and whatever, you'll just see me remove myself from that. When women speak, you'll see me pop in and you know have some exchange. But I think people want me in that traditional role, but my heart seems yeah. so much happier as a solitaire. Yeah, it doesn't seem to be you, and it doesn't seem – I mean, from what I have known of you for now going on several years, I think. I mean, it's almost a decade, not quite, but it's getting there. And, you know, your evolution into her, and I say into her purposely, because that has been something that you have always sought. You have never wavered. You know, you you have – spoken to other folks about different paths your path is your perfect path because you do give your power over and i think it's it's more of the way to emulate true spirituality is to give yourself the way you do over to that um and if you shy and if if a person shies away from it maybe they're not on the path they're supposed to be on and i think once you discover your true path it will be something that you are so resonating with, like Jade does, that it is, it is easy to give yourself over because you see that you are becoming one with that deity. And I think that is the point of the path, is it not? It, it is. And, you know, you hear the terms. There's a lot of New Age terminology that is real, but I don't think it's applied. Like you have to be an empty mm-hmm. vessel. Okay, that is you hear that, but how many people out there are really yeah. wanting to be an em- empty vessel? It's like, in our belief, Moses using Moses as an example, um, which by mm-hmm. the way, there's a lot of evidence that he worshipped Hermes. Uh, there's a lot of evidence that if you start translating ancient books, you start hearing mm-hmm. even the ram horns that were given to Moses in ancient time. But in our belief in Agora, that Hermes. I mean, excuse me, um, Moses didn't have the ability to split the Red Seas. He was an empty vessel, so the god Hermes split the Red Seas through him, used him as a medium where the only thing Moses could do in those moments was observe that a force was working through him to do all those things. It wasn't that he was the willer and he was the doer. He was, okay, you want to use this, use my body for this, go for it. I'm just going to watch and so he had mm-hmm. surrendered to such an extent spiritually to Hermes that Hermes said, I have a lot of power, and I need to use that right now. So if you don't mind, I'm going to use your form for, the, for this work. That is our goal. Mm-hmm. Our goal is that, is to literally be empty because when the divine takes you over and the divine settles in you, then it starts to work through you. And I, I'm going to go back to using this Luna 13 as an example. I'm watching that actually happen. I mean, it's like I'm, you're literally going to see me in a centerfold in Germany <laughs> to blackmail kids yeah, talking about Hecate. And, and it's like – and, and the guy that talked to me uh, about um, my spiritual beliefs, he said – we had like a conversation like this, and he said, I've never in my life heard anyone talk like this. I would like to put you in, in the center of Orcus magazine, and let's just do an article about your spirituality, and that's it. <laughs> Like, here it goes. I can't control something like that. Meaning, here's my point. If I was trying to let me try to will, I want to be the centerfold in Orcus magazine, Hecate would shut it down and say, that's your will. It's not mine. But because you're so surrendered to my will, you know what? I might need a couple of those black metal kids out there to pull my way because they're actually really, truly connected to me. You know, so I'm going to use your form to do my work and go reach them. This is how this thing works. And I don't think a lot of people understand that. I, you know, and it's something I actually learned from you about turning over will. And it's something that I, you know, every time I do a devotional, I ask the gods to make me an instrument of their divine will. And I think now that I have changed my practice to including that or being more focused on that, and instead of trying to control everything, because of course, she taps my dumb ass who wants to control shit, and she's like, no, 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 no. You try to control it, I will make sure it messes up on you. Do not do the things that are not of me. So I'm like, all right. <laughs> and it's a hard lesson because I spent most of my life trying to control everything in my life. When you turn yourself over in that manner, things can be 
so much better than what you think. As as Jade had said, you do not understand the will that is that is trying to work through you. You have to let yeah. things go. And I'll tell you what, as a control freak, honey, that's hard. That is so hard. Oh my gosh. Yeah, well, you, but, but here's the thing you for see, you. you it, it, this is getting into the tiger in you a little bit. You know, there because you were born a tiger in proper astrology, the tiger, mm-hmm. it, it is about its will. And so I believe we all have, like, I'm an elephant in, in proper astrology, which is about total surrender yeah. and poverty. Like, Ganesh got realized through his mom. <laughs> he, he was a mama's boy. He, yeah. wasn't, you know, he, he wanted poverty, all realizations coming from her. So, but the tiger's different. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so every human being has a different lot in life, although we're just playing a part of the divine plan. So even if someone is, like in your case, because you're a tiger, you are supposed to be learning your lessons in your life between what you can control and what you can't. Yeah. <laughs> so it's okay, but I'm saying you, you should have those is? feelings. <laughs> oh, it's difficult. It's difficult because you want to, you know, the will is an interesting thing, and it plays tricks on you sometimes because you think you are acting in, in a way that is, coinciding with what the gods want for you or a specific deity. I am also a worshiper of Hecate. Um, through you, my te- my, the things I have learned from you, I have now put into my practice. Um, and I'll tell you what, it is like having two mothers, yourself and your will and your goddess. And sometimes there's a lot of negotiating that takes on. But guess who, guess who wins? It ain't me. <laughs> a lot of the time it's like, uh, yeah, you don't get to do that shit. I tell you when that shit gets done. And it's like, yes, ma'am. I, yes, whatever you say, well, that's what we're doing. So you, know, you is, have to let a, go of your, your, your ego. Yeah. In Agora, we talk about this directly, what you're saying. My teacher in India would say, "You are in the losing game. You are not in the winning yes. game." And he said, "He said he he would make jokes. He says, if you're a devotee of the Dark Mother, you are a loser." <laughs> he said, yeah. "Because if you lose everything, you get everything. She does not favor winners. Yeah. She favors losers." And she says, "You yeah. get defeated by her. Then she takes over, and then she does her will from you. That's what you get." <laughs> he would say, "If you're a winner, you." Yeah. You only get to experience just yourself, not the divine self. If you're a loser, you get to experience exactly. all. But he, but, but he was referring directly to what you're saying, is your will yeah. won't match hers in the end. You're going to lose. You're going to lose. Oh, yeah. And For you sure. can have whatever you want as long as you give it up. If you give it up, you get it. If you get attached to it, it's removed from you. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's, and it's so true. And it has been with everything. It has been with objects. It has been with people. It has been with absolutely everything where I was, where I had, you know, and you and I have, have spoken separately. I had a very rough time last summer. Certain things changed and I had to let go yeah. of certain things. Uh-huh. And really? because I just willingly stepped back and said, okay, my hands are not touching this because I obviously, Hecate, do not know what I'm doing. I'm going to let my will go because I am not wise enough to understand what's happening. And because I did that, she was kind of, you know, she said, okay, I'm not going to let you fail. Just hang. Do just sometimes you have to do nothing. And for a control freak, that's almost as hard, sometimes harder than making a mistake because you have taken your control and removed it. And she deals with people differently. She will, she will talk to you where you are if you are willing to listen. And, you know, the lessons, they're not always gentle, but they're not always, you know, hard either. You know, if you work with her or any deity, I believe, um, that I would want to associate with, the, the gods know who you are, where you are, but you have to open up to it in order to learn anything. And I'm stubborn as fuck. You all know that. Uh, but sometimes your will just has to, you have to let your will go. 
Otherwise, you're not practicing spirituality. You're saying you're spiritual without having a basis for it. Yeah, 100%. Agreed. You know? It's amazing watching yeah. the world of Hecate explode, you know, and, and I'm, I'm glad, you know, to be a, a part of all of it, but it's also really noisy. It's like, boy, my God, when I tap into, like, <laughs> what's going on in the Hecate world, it, it actually, it's like pure, solid noise. It's like, oh, my God, I don't even know what people are talking about anymore. Um, and it could be the fact that, I've, you know, I'm not so utterly involved in the traditional paths and all that stuff, but um, it, it's intense. But I also love the fact that it's noisy. There's so many people wanting to, we're getting ready, and by the way, I'm getting ready to announce when the Age of Aquarius is going to start. <laughs> I'm getting ready to lay down the okay. ages for this planet so people can get out of this kooky Western astrology bullshit. This whole Age of Aquarius thing, that they, it literally just exposed how ignorant Western astrology is. They, they have no idea how to predict this stuff. But I'll be announcing the ages here pretty quick um, so people can awesome. start really aligning with the actual zodiac that exists above us. It's also one of the reasons why I stay away from the I can't handle Western astrology talk. I can't handle it. I mean, because I've literally, in my core, myself, this is important for everybody to know, there is this underlining truth that exists out there. And it's just saturated with noise on top of it, uh, which is misinformation. We just had four years, and one of the things that Trump did, which was pretty wild, he opened up a well of misinformation. Like, if you thought we had a lot four years ago, we have more misinformation than ever before, but I put Western astrology as the actual king of misinformation. People are aligning with signs they are not. Um, I've had Western astrology almost kill people, literally, like going to a locational astrologer, oh yeah, there's a, you're moved to San Diego, there's a Venus line there. Uh, in real astrology, a Mars line is there, they go there, they get a major car accident right when they move there. There is a lot of stuff mm -hmm. in Western astrology, I can't handle the noise of that, because I don't have a job to correct people regarding who Hecate is and who <laughs> who Hecate is not. Um, I leave that right. to the women. You know, I believe that is their job to be those nurturing forces saying, here is what is the traditional, here is what it is. Astrology is different. I, I'm going to correct you. <laughs> and I don't feel yeah. like ending up with a bunch of enemies in a world where I also have other attributes that I may be able to offer something, but I can't handle the... I mean, I would think it would be amazing if some people would really branch out and, and embrace the fact that I'm actually using an astrology system that was actually used by the Greeks. This, I, didn't, I didn't make this system. People treat me like I've, I right. created the system on my own. I defined it for the age that we're in. I did rename a lot of the stars. But this was a system of gods and goddesses from the ancient time, and it was your work in relationship to these goddesses. Why would that not be one of the most important things in paganism to this day? Because so many people are attached to misinformation. You realize over oh, yeah. time that 90% of the people you meet are not attracted to truth at all. They're attracted to the coffee table talk more than they are going into the depth of consciousness. And, and I, I have to yeah. you know, limit my my experiences of going online and dealing with people in the spiritual world because when the subject of astrology comes up where I don't have the responsibility to correct people about Hecate, uh, I've been given the responsibility mm -hmm. to correct people about astrology. And I'm not, I, I could go there and make a hell of a lot of enemies real fast because truth just does that by nature. But yeah, um, yeah anyway, yeah, it it's fascinating to see all the growth under her right now. Yeah. I just, I'm, I'm fascinated. Every time you post something, I'm like, wow, there she is, just creating the world. It's amazing. <laughs> it is, it's, and it's, it's the really age we're something. getting ready to go into. We're going into the first goddess-based age in 2,700 years. It doesn't start technically in our lifetime, but the workers that are, are out there, which literally could be you, Lori, Sarita literally could be laying down the foundation to the age we're going into. And that's the way I see it. I don't want men laying that foundation down. I don't. I mean, when I, I make the joke about being a male lesbian, and, and that's not, you yeah. know, a lot of men make that joke because they just want women to like yeah. them. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, I want uh -huh. them to. What I mean is that I've been given that title by lesbians, <laughs> by them, uh -huh. not by me claiming it. Um, I really am a firm believer that, that women need to step into the power and lead this age.
And I do know that on some level I could contribute to that, which I will from a solitary place, but I really believe firmly to step down and let the women uh, dominate that genre right now. And it, it's actually pure consciousness says, don't interfere. Let these women be the priestesses of the age we're going into. And to have a male support that is incredible because men tend to like to hold on to power, as well you know. But this is not new talk from Jade. This is something he has said for decades, and at least the decade that I've known him, which is the previous one. So, I mean, this is not this is not any kind of um, think I'm good, ladies, because this is what I'm saying. No, no, no. This is who he actually is. So I can attest to that because I've seen it, I've heard it, I've witnessed it. Um, and I thank you for that kind of support and elevation and appreciation um, on my behalf. I and, and I believe it, though. I sincerely believe that there's something epic going on right now, and and women need to stand up and, first of all, not rely on men. You know, you've heard me say this on your show before, and I'm just going to say it again. You know, it's like I believe women in this era, it's the only suffering I have at night. You know, I had a client of mine, you know, last week, you know, get in a car accident and kill two people. You know, and there's – I have heavy burdens. Someone just lost their daughter to cancer the other day. I have – but the thing that makes me where sometimes I can't sleep at night is how many amazing women there are. And how many dud dudes there are. I, I mean, that sucks. <laughs> and it brings a lot of pain to me to know that there are amazing women that go to sleep at night because men are so stupid right now. It, I mean, literally. That is the, my core belief is there are these awesome women cuddling up at night by themselves because men are so stupid. <laughs> Don't get me started. Well, either. <laughs> there's some good ones out pretty, there. There are, and there are some dud women, trust me, because I've seen really good men be crushed by, you know, men have a tendency to give themselves over. Well, you know, I'm full contract here, Let me, and you can hold up that yeah. side, but I believe if a man gets crushed by a woman, it was for his own good. And I hope he learns from it and he realizes the so power funny. that just came into his life and changed it and honor that time and space you had. I've had those things happen, and I've chose to I say know. that a force you know I'm, I'm the type that says hey if you're a dude and you're sitting at home looking at porn all day why don't you acknowledge that's a power over you like like a significant one if you're gonna sit there and look at chicks all day why yeah. don't you just say hey that's power too i mean i think the woman has power over men on every single front in this age we're in right now i i but i i also the worry that women don't fully believe that and that's my concern is they actually have to mm-hmm. fully become completely independent from that other form and when they do yeah. that i think their the true power will will merge from all of that and now i also believe the best relationships are attracted when you fully embrace your own power anyways because then you attract people that embrace your power too um but i think that yeah. the only flaw i believe that women have underneath men is that they actually seem to feel they need a man <laughs> and that is like a big, the only flaw in the feminine form right now is it feels it needs to be complete through the female form but i believe the female is good all the way through, even if she's out there slicing and dicing up men. And what did you do in your past life to earn that? That's how I see it. And whatever a man goes through, I believe a woman is there to settle that score, and maybe things might happen that are harsh to him, but you haven't seen his previous lives. He earned it. That karma is a bitch goes right to Hecate as she is that female dog, making certain all men pay for their actions. Um, but, you know, again, don't get me started here. <laughs> This is the male lesbian talking. This is this is I I gave a seminar in Albuquerque, New Mexico to seventy five lesbian women and we talked like this after my seminar for four or five hours drunk on wine and we were they were like, You are an actual legit lesbian dude (laughs) It's like we talk like this when nobody's here. We've never had a man come in here and handle this type of a conversation. She's like, They'll leave and like, Oh hell no. Well I mean let's make it a few more hours. Yeah, you're you are very comfortable. You are very in your element around women, and 
I have never, and you know, it's a true definition of masculinity. You've never been one of the guy guys. And the fact that you are so devoted to women and you love being in their space, um, just to like listen and appreciate and, and have conversation is amazing because it's not a lascivious energy at all. Um, it is a very, I don't want to say childlike because it doesn't really convey, but it kind of does. Does that make sense? Uh-huh. hundred percent. Like I know that, exactly what you're referring to. Yeah. It, yes. It's not, it's not that he doesn't do this with any um, MO other than the appreciation and the knowledge that comes from women. It's true. I believe, well, you know, in, in, in Tantra, this is our core belief, and I'll make it quick because I do want to talk about vaccines and Biden real quick. Um, oh, yes, yes. They believe that in Tantra that the female is the positive spark and the male mm-hmm. is a negative spark and that she's kind of born conscious and pure. And if she doesn't turn out right, which I don't ever believe there's a wrong woman out there, but this is the tantric belief. If a female doesn't turn out right, it's often because she was mistreated early in life by men. And, and there's mm-hmm. where the problems come where we believe men are kind of born negative and have to train to be good um, by nature because they don't naturally choose that on their own, but we believe women naturally choose consciousness in, on their own accord. So we believe uh, – we reverse that the male is the positive spark and female is the negative. We reverse that, that the female is a positive spark and the male is the negative because her innate desire is to nurture and to bring forth consciousness where his nature is to experience desires. That's the reverse. Say so they used to see the, the mm-hmm. female as a lustful form in ancient time. We reverse all of those things. And when you reverse it, it's amazing because that's what you see on the planet. I mean, mm-hmm. I deal with 99% of my clientele women. Very seldom. And you know what's really yeah. hysterical? If I have a man on my scheduling book, I'll have anxiety <laughs> for that day. I'm like, oh, God, oh. like Chuck. I have to give readings to Chuck at like 5 o'clock. I have such a flow with women. We're having that right now. Yeah. When I'm dealing with a man, yeah. it is like, it is like, you know, what do we do here? <laughs> it's like, where do we go? Because they don't want to go there anyways, you know? And, and that's just mm-hmm. – these are my own personal experiences of having this job of working with predominantly – I've been raised by women almost my whole life. Even my job has been dominantly you – know, has been dominant by women, and I love it that way. Yeah. This is another instance of you getting what you, you, know, what you need slash want, and the Divine Mother makes sure that you are staying true to the path. That's right. This is her nurturing of you. It's wonderful. But, yes, um, please, let's talk about uh, what you're feeling about the vaccination and COVID and Biden and all of that good stuff. Um, I have um, – I've never had a flu shot. Um, I've been to India okay. 34 times. I've never had a malaria shot when you're supposed to get one every time. I have never had a shot of any kind in my own life ever, and I can't wait to be vaccinated. <laughs> the first shot I've awesome. ever gotten. <laughs> I cannot wow. wait to be vaccinated. I have a client of mine that worked on Moderna, and she. Oh. I, I told her, I said, you know, I, I'm. I also subscribe to the N95 mask. I'm like, Harvard says it's better than a vaccine, so I'm like, I'm just going to wear that particular mask when I go out, and that's I'm going to call it a day. But then she yeah. said, no, get the get Moderna, and then she gave me this full discourse on. She worked on it back when they were working on with SARS. And uh, she said it is the safest thing out there, and she actually believed that it even rejuvenated dead cells. And she goes opposite of what everybody's afraid of, that you're going to wake up a reptilian tomorrow when you get it. She said opposite of that, um, we believe that long-term effects are actually really positive. And so I'll be getting it. I want my old life back too. I can't wait to get – I mean what's going to be going on with Luna 13 is going to blow people's mind pretty quick. Um, and it's yeah. getting ready to go into the next stage of whatever it's going to be. But it's, uh, I want to get back out there and, and merge and balance all these various forces together, so I'll be vaccinated the second I can. Me too, me too. I'm, I am willing to take whatever is available. I, would have, I was interested in the Johnson & Johnson vaccine because it's a one-shot-and-done. Me too. But me if too. Moderna so. is available, 
yeah, if, if Moderna is what's available, I believe that's a two-shot one. That's fine, too. I just want to be able to get to a point where I can hug my friends again because I, I really do miss my people. Yeah, I'm missing – I mean, because now that I'm here and I'm, I'm going to be staying in this area possibly mm-hmm. my entire life. L.A. is only an hour and 20 minutes away. I can't wait to merge the energy I have going on here with everything else I used to be doing. It's already kind of already happening, but I, to get out there and play live again. And, and I've been a frontline worker since this pandemic started. I have had 10 to 12-hour shifts. I can't even tell people. I'm like, listen, I have no time for anything. Between doing music and, and working 10 to 12-hour shifts, giving readings, I mean, I'm booked until yeah. August now. And it's like – it's, I'm having to do things to stop the amount of time it takes to get in a CME because that affects your clients negatively when they have to wait that long. I am, you know, uh-huh. It's been a very stressful time. I, I don't get to do things that I want to do. Like people will be online you know, giving blogs and seminars. I don't have time to go and, and do these things. And yeah. it's become overwhelming, and I need to take a break from it. So I'm looking forward to getting this pandemic under control, which it's happening on my time clock which I've been saying openly in, in the last article, I said I'm expecting June and July to be when we start coming out of all this stuff, and I think it will happen on that time clock. We're not going to be done with the coronavirus for a while, but I believe we start handling things in a way we can start dealing with stuff through this vaccine and so forth. That's very interesting that you say that because um, it is counter to what we had been hearing from the quote-unquote experts um, and but you were right there with the correct information. Just saying, just saying. Yep, I'm going on a hundred percent with my predictions in 2020. And now I've retreated. I won't be making a lot of predictions like that just to kind of reduce the amount of time it takes to get in and all that. But uh, including, I said after Biden win, I said our problems will will start to manifest through weather. Um, and so when yeah. Texas just went through that freezing cold. I had several people who said that is exactly what you said, that Biden would win and yep. weather would get extremely bizarre right after. And uh, we have to yep. go through world changes. We are at the end of an age. Uh, we have 70 uh, – we have actually 50 years left um, to 2070, which we start beginning the age of chimera at that time. And uh, this is all part of it. We have to go through these transitions. I like Biden, but you what know, here's the what? truth is – I'm not yeah. into politics anymore. Once Trump was gone, I got into politics only because that goon was in office. Once he was gone, I, have, <laughs> I, I let that go and went back to my, my other life. I'm happy Biden is there. I, I believe that he's going to try to do the best that he can. Kamala, I love. Yeah. So everything's on schedule. I kind of stopped yeah. watching the news. There you go. You had the information correctly. You passed it on correctly. Now you can go <laughs> Resume your program as normal. Yes, it's it's a good thing. It's a comforting thing. It makes life a little bit – I mean, the fact that I can wake up in the morning and not say, what the fuck has he done now, is very comforting. And it's nice to not have to think about what's going on in the White House 24-7 because there's actually a normal person. And, you know, there's a lot of attempts now to cut the ability to vote um, and and – they're, I mean, the Republicans are just saying it out loud. Yes, we lose when all of those people, quote unquote, get to vote. So they are trying to cut voting rights. They're trying to actually slash them so that only their voters can vote. It's it's an amazingly frightening thing. Just stay vigilant, folks. We can breathe a sigh of relief for right now, but the fight's not over. It's never over. So I just wanted to say that part. But, Jade, I'm telling you, it's exactly what you said. We are two minutes out. What do you want to tell people about where they'll be able to find Luna 13 and you? Well, you know, there is going to be some energy put on separating these two over, you know, I might end up kind of moving the two away from each other, but, uh, you know, it's on Facebook, Instagram. I'm now on Instagram. I've been there for a few months now. Um, You can find all of that stuff on on Jade Saluna or Luna 13 on my Instagram. This will be the only place I think I talk about the two together will be on your show because they're both a part of me. But uh, I have a problem with spiritual people, you know. I don't have a problem with musicians. Spiritual people are the ones with all these weird judgments about things. (laughs) 
<laughs> that's interesting. But possibly, tr- I guess that's true. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and I appreciate the fact that you do you do feel comfortable enough to come on and talk about both because I feel that both of them are such integral parts of your life and who you are that for me, talking to you about one without talking about the other is only like having half of my friend around. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I right. appreciate well, thank that, you for that very much. That's how I feel as a human. I don't like having to compartmentalize the two, but for spiritual people, I have to. Yeah, well, I adore you. So-called Jade, people thank you. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I, I don't let, you know, I don't try to redefine people. It's like if you feel that you're this or that, more power to you. I may not believe it on the inside, but I'm certainly not going to tell people how to identify themselves. I mean, I've exactly. had issues with people trying to tell exactly. me how to do that for years. But in any event, I really appreciate that you spent some time with me. I adore you. I can't wait to speak with you in a couple of months because Jade's coming back, actually. And can't wait. Um, yeah, me too. Uh, all my love to Lilith and adore you and hope to, to talk to you soon. I'll be looking forward to it. Thank you all for right, bringing me on. Thank you. Thank you all so right. much. All right, everybody, I'll be back next Friday. All right, my love. Um, I'll be back next Friday with Diotima Mantinea, and that will be next Friday. Have a wonderful week, and I will talk to you all soon. Take care. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.